0: The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. The world seems crackling with people eager to tell you what's wrong with you and how to fix it. How to enjoy peace of mind. How to escape loneliness. How to love yourself and others. In short, how to live the good, the satisfying life. One wonders, do these people enjoy peace of mind, avoid loneliness, love themselves and others? These people are so anxious to impart their wisdom. How good... How satisfying are the lives they lead?
1: Lovely people.
0: Mm.
1: Perfectly lovely people. Mm. So sweet, so dear, so open, so free. Mm. Lovely people, all of them. Don't you think so, Irene? Oh, yes. Except for you. You are not lovely at all. Frankly, Irene, you are awful.
0: mystery drama lovely people was written especially for the mystery theater by elspeth eric and stars kim hunter i'll be back shortly with act one what the great poets, philosophers, and storytellers have written, after deep thought and intense effort, it may dawn on you that the business of living is very complex, very difficult, and contains more grief than joy. So why does each of us remain convinced that he or she will be the exception? Somehow eliminate the grief and retain the joy. If not today, then tomorrow. Or the day after. If only we can get the hang of it.
1: Never mind, Irene. I'll get it. Okay. I know who it is. Yes, yes, yes. Esther. Oh, you beautiful creature. Come in. Come in. I just had to see you tomorrow. You're here, aren't you? And I'm here. We're here together. So everything's fine, isn't it? Well, better anyway. Come into my studio and sit down and have some tea. Oh No, no, no tea. I couldn't. I'm having trouble swallowing. You can't swallow anything? Well, just liquids. I, I can't swallow liquids for weeks now. But you have no trouble with solid foods? Well, not most of them. Mm-hmm. No trouble with chocolate eclairs, cupcakes, Nestle Road pudding... Lemon cream pie? I can manage those. Well, then, what seems to be the trouble? I... I think I'm unhappy. I see. Business doing well? Oh, yes. George left it in tip-top shape. It practically runs itself. Of course, I show up at the office every day for a few hours just to let them know who's boss. Sweetbird Products runs itself, is that it? Well, just about. Oh, oh, here, I brought you a bottle of dewdrop lotion. It's a moisturizer. I use it myself. Is it any good? Well, it hasn't done me any harm that I can see. And it's selling like crazy. Mm -hmm. And the money rolls in. Oh, tomorrow... Can't buy happiness. I'll try to remember that. Love is what brings happiness. It certainly helps. Ever since George died, there's been no love in my life. Esther, if you were to get out more, do things, meet people. Do what? Meet who? I don't know. Something, somebody. But I don't know how to do anything. Learn how. But I don't know how to meet people. After all these years you've been coming to me, I thought we got you in touch with your feelings. Oh, I am in touch with them. And they hurt. And it's better than not feeling anything, isn't it? I don't know that it is. I think I liked it better before. Oh, Esther. Tomorrow. You want to know why I came here. I never know why you come here. I charge you plenty. Oh, who cares about the money? I for one do. Tomorrow I'm going to tell you why I came here today. I was so frantic, so desperate. Why did you come today? Tell me. Tomorrow I want a reading. You want a a reading? Re- You want me to give you a reading? Oh, please. I haven't given a reading in years. I don't even know where my crystal ball is. I may have thrown it out. Oh, find it. Find it. I wouldn't know where to look. Well, the, the, the cards. What about the cards? Tarot cards? Yes. Oh, they wore out. The picture's faded. Oh, anything. Anything, Tamara. Just a little ray of hope. Just a tiny peek into the future. My palm, I'll settle for that. I could read the bumps on your head. Oh, fine. fine, good, do that, or the print of your foot. all right, do that. Those are merely tools. Simply center my attention upon them, and then let my mind go foraging into the future, seeking out the secrets, hunting through time and space for happenings that never were. Cries that have never occurred, yet are bound to occur. Circumstances for which the stage was set eons ago, waiting for the actors to arrive. Eventualities which have never transpired, but which are certain to come about. Fortuities conceived in the dark past, waiting to see the light.
2: But you can't see Tamara. I told you. But I'm desperate. I tell you, I'm desperate. Irene,
1: what's going on out there? I can handle it.
2: Uh, she won't let me see you, and I have to.
1: All uh, right. Come on in. Oh, really? Come on. Come on.
2: Uh, you, you're you sure it's all right?
1: Uh, you wanted to see Tamara, didn't you?
2: You you were Tamara?
1: None other. Come in. Come in. Care for some tea? I'm having some. I...
2: Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, yes, I'll, I'll have some tea. Uh, if that's all right with you. I asked you, didn't I?
1: Sit down. You're shaking all over. Uh,
2: yes, I, 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 I guess I am. Uh, lemon? Milk? Sugar? Uh, uh no, no, nothing. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I'm, I'm sitting here looking at you, actually talking to you. I... Oh, oh, I uh, thank you. Uh, uh, try not to spill it. No, I won't. I'll, I'll try not to. I... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it doesn't matter.
1: Really, it doesn't matter. I am so distraught. I have never now, been so... Now, just sit back and tell me about it. After all, that's why you came here.
2: Isn't it? <gasps> I I couldn't think what else to do.
1: Well, clearly you're in trouble of some sort.
2: Ooh, all sorts, all sorts of trouble.
1: sit back, sip your tea and tell me.
2: Uh, Miss Tamara? Yes? I have to be honest with you. I can't afford to pay you. Oh? I almost had the money saved up. I had eighty eight dollars, but I, I was so desperate, so desperate for help of, of some kind. I, I I bought some lottery tickets. Uh huh, and you lost. Uh-huh. Well,
1: I I like your looks. You, so
2: you like my looks?
1: Why shouldn't I like your looks?
2: Well, nobody ever has before.
1: Well, true. You're a bit on the skinny side.
2: <laughs> I'm a shrimp. That's what they used to call me in school. Shrimp.
1: But you have good, kind eyes. And a lovely complexion. Hasn't anyone ever told you that?
2: Well, never. Never in my life. Oh, what a pity. Oh, I'm a... I'm a mess. That's what I am. I'm a mess. I'm poor. I don't have friends. I I have no life, Miss Tamara. And I'm 40 years old, uh, 42, actually, and I have no life. I might as well be dead. Sometimes I think I am. Dead? I might just as well be, don't you think? No,
1: I do not think so. I do not think so at all. Not for one single solitary minute do I think it. Really? I'm going to tell you why life is worth living.
2: Even mine? Even yours. You have a job, I take it. Oh, well, with a big firm. I'm I'm secretary to the head of it.
1: Well, that sounds promising.
2: Oh Well, I'm not really her secretary. She has five of them. Oh, a woman? Yeah, just her appointment secretary. Hardly even get to talk to her. Just good morning and have a nice day. But I keep her appointment book, and that's how I ran across your name. She seems to see you quite a lot. Oh, really? Sometimes it says tomorrow, and sometimes it just says therapy. So
1: I put two and two together. Uh Uh-huh, and they added up to me.
2: That's about it. Well, now, let's
1: see what we can do about your life.
2: Oh, yes, let's.
1: Because in times of desperation, I want you to know that there is always something you can do about it. Always? Always. Never forget that.
2: if I only knew what.
1: You came here, didn't you?
2: Yes, I, I did that. And
1: broke past my monstrous secretary to get to me. Didn't you do that?
2: Yes, I did.
1: So there now. You see? Now, what I'm going to do is give you a reading. A reading? A little glimpse of the future. (laughs) You didn't know I used to be a fortune teller, did you? Before I became a therapist. Well, I was. Here, take this apple. Uh, You don't have to eat it. Just peel it. (laughs) Here's a fruit knife. Peel it round and round so it comes out in one piece. Then I'm going to let my mind go foraging into the future. Seeking out the secrets. Hunting through time and space. For happenings that never were. Crises that never occurred yet are bound to occur. Circumstances for which the stage was set eons ago. Apple all peeled?
2: Yes. All in one piece. Throw it on the floor. The peel? Uh, Throw the peel on the floor? Do as you're told. Yes, ma'am.
1: Oh. Oh, my... My head is swimming. My eyes are looking into the future. Everything is illuminated.
2: Anything about me there?
1: A great deal about you. Marvelous things are coming your way. Unbelievable things. Fantastic, fabulous things Tell me, tell me Oh, I'm exhausted The effort has been too great uh, Come back tomorrow And I'll tell you what the future holds for you Come back tomorrow
0: The irresistible urge to know what's in store for us We all have it, don't we? Will we be successful? Will we marry and be happy? Will we have a beautiful home and charming children? Who would not like to hear that? But would we care to hear that destiny holds poverty or illness or an early death? Certainly not. And nobody is about to tell us. I'll be back shortly with Act Two. Nothing has concerned mankind more consistently than the future. Before we could write, perhaps even before we could talk, we scanned the skies for signs, or made sacrifices, or bowed down to images. Always the inner eye gazed in fear and trepidation on what John Milton called the never-ending flight of future days. Always we have asked of no one in particular, or of anyone... What will happen tomorrow?
1: Your future spreads itself out before me. The mists are evaporating. And the reality is emerging clearer and clearer. It's as though the sun were coming out from behind black
2: clouds. What do you see, tomorrow?
1: I see... Oh, how it glistens. Yes, I see... Money. Money? Me? Quite a lot of money. Oh,
2: a lot? Oh, it it can't be me. But it is you. No, it's just not possible.
1: Anything is possible. Believe that. I I will.
2: I'll try. I'll... I'll... Wait,
1: Wait, wait. The light is growing stronger. I see something else. What is it? What?
0: Yes, what?
1: A woman... A woman? Does that
2: surprise you? Oh, I never dreamed. I I, I. I never thought. A large woman. Tamara, is it possible that this woman you see in my future. will she, um. will she like me? Like you? <laughs>
1: yes, she will like you. Perhaps even love you.
2: Oh, oh, it's too much, it's really too much I I never thought that money, a woman who loves me I don't don't deserve that Well now, let's have our tea and talk
1: of other matters Now that your future is decided
2: You uh, don't think that you could be wrong, do you? I mean that that you were seeing somebody else's future and not mine
1: (laughs) You don't see anybody else in this room, do you? Just you and me.
2: that's true. Here's your tea. Oh, thank you. No sugar. See, I remembered. Oh, look there. Isn't that dew drop lotion on your desk? Mm -hmm. What about it? Oh, that's one of our products. Oh, is that so? I I shouldn't say our products. One of her products. Your employer. Mm. She's a remarkable
1: woman. A large woman? Well...
2: Yes, but then you know her. She she comes here. And a wealthy woman. Oh, very. She... tomorrow. you're not suggesting... Oh, no. <laughs> well, I only know what I see in your future. Oh, I wouldn't dare. A woman like Mrs. Hobbs. I... How would I go about it? I. How would I make her notice me? Well, now, it uh, it seems to me... Yes, yes? A little present. Left on her desk in the early morning
0: so that she sees it upon entering her office. Well, what sort of present? I I couldn't
1: afford anything grand. Oh, I don't think that's necessary. No, no, I... I suggest something more thoughtful, more sensitive to her
2: feelings. What? What would that be?
1: I suggest a dozen pecan macaroons. Irene, uh, you remember the young man who broke in here so precipitously a few days ago? and came back the next day. Oh, yes. I, I remember him. Do you know his name? Well, don't you? You saw him twice. No, Irene, I do not know the gentleman's name. I do not know his name because I did not ask his name. However, I expect I'll hear from him, possibly today. His name is Harold Herman. His address is... Never mind. His name is all I need. Harold Herman. Hmm. Nice name, don't you think? As names go. Nice man. Lovely man. As men go. And Esther Hobbs is a lovely woman, don't you think? And don't say, as women go. All right, I won't. All my clients are lovely people. Mm. Perfectly lovely people. Mm. So sweet, so dear, so open, so free. Mm. Lovely people, all of them. Don't you think so, Irene? Oh, oh yes. Except you. You are not lovely at all. Frankly, you, Irene, are awful. Then well, you want me to answer that? I'm perfectly capable. Yes, hello?
2: Tamara, is that you, Tamara? Uh,
1: it is I. Uh, This is
2: Harold, Harold Herman. Oh, yes, Harold. Tamara, you'll never guess what's happened. And
1: then tell me. I think it was the pecan
2: macaroons that did it. I put them on her desk, the way you told me. Well, when she saw...
1: Get to the point, Harold.
0: It was as though she saw me for the very first time.
2: Harold, what happened? she invited me
1: to her house for dinner. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Truly happy. Hey, hey. I'll, I'll call you and let you know how it went. I, I know you're interested. Indeed, I am. Oh, uh, Harold. Uh, yes, Tamara? Uh, stop by here before you go to dinner with the lady. And, and I'll give you a little gift to take with you. Something she'll like. A Delmonico Bavaroise, perhaps, or or a Gateau Robert. Oh,
2: Tamara, you are so kind.
1: Yes, I can be very kind to those who need me. Goodbye, Harold. Lovely man. So, it's back to the kitchen, is it, Tamara? Mm, High time I returned to my old talents. (laughs) And baking is so relaxing. It frees the mind, expands the imagination, fertilizes the brain, as it
2: were. Every night, Madame Tamara, every single night for two whole weeks, cocktails in her drawing room. Uh, I only drink a very little, very dry sherry, of uh, Sugar, you know, I, I avoid it like the plague. Mm, your teeth. Yeah, well, they're my most attractive feature, so... Uh, I understand. Go on. Then, into the dining room, all crystal chandeliers and damask napkins and the most beautiful silver mm. and a butler. Imagine! Uh, well, two butlers, actually. One for her, one for me. After dinner, sometimes it's the theater, if there's anything playing, or a concert. Sometimes bridge with another couple. Very grand, very knowledgeable. At first, I didn't know how to talk to them, what to say. But Esther taught me. Now, I'm very good at it. Mmm, what's the secret? You ask them questions. Is that all? Mm Mm-hmm. And then you listen very carefully to what they say. No matter how long it takes, you listen. And then you wait a few seconds. And then you nod your head up and down. And you say... Well, there there are any number of things you can say. Like what? Well, like uh that's extremely interesting or or uh, you've really given me something to think about or or what an original point of view or, or um uh, very sound very sound oh, don't
1: or, go on uh, i get uh,
2: the idea I, I never dreamed life could be like this i i thought i'd be stuck in my little one and a half room apartment for the rest of my life so i read your future correctly oh
1: oh you did you did and you thought life wasn't worth living
2: oh i know Oh, I'm so ashamed. It was you who taught me that life is always worth living because there's always something you can do. And I came here. And you changed everything. You, you made me believe. Very important. Believing. Uh, Madame Tamara, maybe I shouldn't tell you this. Oh, go on. Tell me. Well, Esther has intimated fact she she suggested that she and i get married no oh why not I'll, I'll, I'll tell you everything she proposed to me
1: no yes yes she did and you consented yes yes i did oh good for you you see harold you're much more of a
2: man than you ever thought you were well maybe no doubt about it i'm i'm learning but do you know what I really think it brought it all about? What? It started with the pecan macaroons. And then the gâteau Robert. You think so? hmm And then all the other rich, creamy things. The hazelnut roll, the tort glisse, the Allegretti cake. I think it was all those things that made her start to love me. Well, well the night I brought her the date and almond cheese... <laughs> <laughs> that settles it, Harold. I shall prepare your
1: wedding cake...
2: And how is married life, Harold? Oh, marvelous Tomorrow, I'm uh, no longer her secretary No Mm -hmm. I'm a vice president Well, well (laughs) My name on the door Carpet on the floor Mm -hmm. And hunting prints on the wall Imagine me, Harold Herman With hunting prints on the wall English or French Uh, uh, Are there two kinds? Uh, yes, Harold But but go on, tell me more Now, first you tell me What marvelous dessert have you concocted for me to take to her tonight?
1: Well, how does a date pecan pie sound to you?
2: Oh, it doesn't matter to me, because, cause I, I won't eat any of it.
1: Well, I make a very good date pecan
2: pie. Well, I'm sure you do, but it's not for me, tomorrow. It's for Esther. Oh, I'm so afraid of losing her. She does so much for me, I, I really do nothing for her.
1: Really nothing? I'm
2: just around... I'm not amusing or interesting or anything like that. I'm well. You might just say I'm I'm a body in the house. Oh no! Oh, no it's true. It's true. I, I don't contribute anything really. I, I can't discuss anything. I can't tell jokes. Oh, oh, but when I bring her my gifts, I don't give them to her till work is over for the day. I I give them to her in the limousine that drives us home. Oh. And then you should see her eyes light up. She looks at me, almost. Almost as though she loved me.
1: (laughs) Am I being silly? No, Harold. Are are, I conceited? No, Harold, no. Now I'll go get your date pecan pie. And tomorrow, stop around and I'll have some butterscotch tarts ready for you. And there have been several calls. I don't want to hear about them, myring. Are you going to spend all your time in the kitchen? I may. I may just do that. Well, there's very little money coming in. If you don't mind my mentioning <laughs> I it... I do mind your mentioning it. So kindly do not refer to it again. There's the little matter of my salary... I might have to leave your employ. So leave. Nobody's keeping you here by force. Oh, I don't want to leave. Then stay. Frankly, I don't give a hoot what you do. Stay. Go. Do whatever pleases you. Tomorrow, you know, you need me. No one knows you the way I do. I'll get it. Hello.
2: Tomorrow, Harold. Um, I, I, uh, I, I don't know how to tell you this.
1: Tell me what
2: such an awful thing. Tomorrow, Esther is dead. She's dead tomorrow.
1: How? Oh, when?
2: Right after dinner. I, I had to call you.
1: Well, I'm glad you did, Harold. Come around tomorrow and we'll talk. Well? Esther is dead. Dropped dead right after dinner. Pity such a
0: lovely person. What horrors lie ahead for us? We do not know, nor do we wish to know, and yet, what joys are ahead? For we cannot know the joys without the horrors, nor the horrors without the joys since we cannot add to the one nor subtract from the other, perhaps it is just as well that we wait patiently for whatever the future sees fit to bring. I'll be back shortly with our concluding act. What do we expect from Prognosticators, anyway, from those who try to read our futures in a crystal ball, or fancy cards, or lines in our palms, or the positions of the stars, what do we want to hear from them? However realistic we may think ourselves to be, I strongly suspect that what we truly wish to hear is that we will be not only perpetually happy, but perpetually alive,
1: Mr. Herman. Am I early? Well, just a little, but oh, come in anyway.
2: Oh, thank you. I'm just so darn lonely these days.
1: Well, tomorrow I just went cross town to see a client. Oh, she'll be back.
2: I don't know what I'd do if I couldn't come here for tea every day. Look,
1: come into the kitchen and I'll make you
2: some tea. Well.
1: I bought a brand new kind and I'm dying to try it out on someone.
2: All right. Oh, no, it's terrible. I just keep leaving the office earlier and earlier. Not that I'm doing anything there anyway. Not that I know how to do anything. Esther always said the business ran itself. I guess that's what it's doing. I don't need me there, that's for sure. Well, but you're a very wealthy
1: man now, Mr. Herman. You could do practically anything you wanted to. Like what? What about all those things you used to do with Mrs. Herman before...
2: Oh, Esther arranged all those things. The theater and the rest. She always got the tickets, reserved the table at the restaurant. You could do that. Well, and go by myself? Well, well, you, um... You want to know something, Irene?
1: Whatever you want to tell me.
2: When Esther was alive, we used to have two butlers. After, you know... After she, uh...
1: Yeah, I know. You let one go.
2: No, I didn't. I kept them both.
1: Oh, Mr. Herman. Do you
2: call me Harold, will you? Well, of course I will, Harold. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, having... Having both butlers around made the room... Uh, the dining room, that is, seem more populated. Not so empty. Oh... I don't talk to them And, and they don't talk to me And still uh, Tea's ready Oh, that's, that's good I really look forward to having tea here
1: uh, no sugar, uh, right?
2: Uh, no sugar How did you know that? Oh, well, tomorrow must have told me Yeah, my teeth You know, I, I, I want to save them forever I don't know why But that's one of the things I promised myself That I'd always have my teeth Even if they're all that I have you think Tamara will be back soon? Oh,
1: any minute now. She went clear across town to do a reading for
2: Mrs. Featherstone. Hey. Maybe that's what I need, a reading. Oh, you think so? Well, it worked before, didn't it? Tamara had me peel an apple all in one piece, and then just by looking at it, she could tell what was going to happen to me. Yeah. Yes, she, she could see it in the apple peel. And it happened. Oh, that featherstone woman.
1: She'll be the death of me. I'm not sure it's worth it. It drains me. It absolutely drains
2: me. Ah, uh, you'll feel better after a good cup of strong tea. Oh, I suppose. Um, tomorrow. T-
1: what, Harold?
2: Uh, I know it's selfish to ask when you're so drained. For,
1: ask me what?
2: For a... For a reading. The first time I came here. Remember the apple peeling and, and how I threw it on the floor and you read my future from that? So I did, so I and did.
1: it all came true? Oh, probably pure coincidence. It would have happened anyway. Oh,
2: now, tomorrow, you don't really believe that. No, I don't suppose I do. Tell you what,
1: there's no apple here to be peeled. I've lost my tarot cards. Tell you what, put a match to the fireplace. I'll try to see your future in the flames. Oh, it's mine. Thank you. Thank you. Weary as I am. But uh, there are times when weariness can be an asset. When the mind relaxes and opens itself up. Maybe it'll happen that
2: way. I'm sure it will. Well, there, the uh, fire's going. Mm, So it is.
1: So it is. Well, now. What are the flames whispering to me? What can I see in their rosy glow? What does the crackle of the logs try to tell me? Oh, let my mind go foraging into the hazy future. Let the curtains part. Let the actors appear. Let me see them. Let
2: me hear them. Oh! Tomorrow. Uh, what is it? What do you see? Tamara? Can it be?
1: Do I see what I think I see?
2: What do you think you see?
1: coming toward me through the flames. It's, yes, a woman.
2: A a woman?
1: She smiles. She stretches out her arms. Oh, but not to me. No, no, not to me, not at all. To another, not to me. To...
2: To me? It's
1: your future I'm reading, isn't it?
2: I just can't believe it. Uh, Tamara, uh, what does the woman look like? Can you tell? Is it anyone I know? She's
1: slim. Yes, very slight and thin. Not young, but not old either. She walks with a light step.
2: What else? What else?
1: Dark hair. Dark, dark, dark. Her eyes?
2: Dark... Almost black and flushing with fire. Sparkling with life. This woman is in my future?
1: That's what the flames are telling me.
2: It it doesn't seem possible that... Tamara, the woman you, you see, could it... Could it be you? Me? Slim? Dark? With flashing eyes. Not young, but not old. Why,
1: Harold, such a thing never entered my mind. But it's possible, isn't it? Anything is possible. Who's there? Time for tea. Did I ask for tea? Oh, well, no, but this is your usual time. Shall I pour? (sighs) Might as well. Harold, no sugar. No sugar. Uh, thank you. For you, Madam Tamara. Two sugars. That's right. Hmm?
2: How about you, Irene?
1: Oh, I had mine in the kitchen. Uh, biscuits, anyone? Oh, no, thank you. Well, now, isn't this nice? Don't you think so, Tamara? Uh, think what? three friends having tea together in front of a fire. There's nothing so, so heartwarming, is there? Oh, yes, yes, by all means, certainly.
2: Anything the matter tomorrow?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, not a thing.
2: I think you're tired. Oh, it's
1: that Mrs.
2: Featherstone.
1: She's worn her out. She's so demanding.
2: No, it isn't just Mrs. Featherstone. It's me. You,
1: Harold? Oh, no. You always make her feel better.
2: Today I asked her to give me a reading. I shouldn't have done that. She was tired anyway, but she's so good. She's so kind. She was reading my future when you came in with the tea. That's why we lit the fire in the fireplace. So we could see my future in the flames. How did it look? Uh, Your future. Wonderful. Didn't it, Tamara? Tamara? Hmm? Hmm?
1: Uh, what's that? Did you say something?
2: My future. You you saw it in the flames.
1: Uh, what what, what about it?
2: Well, you remember, don't you? What what you said about it?
1: What what did I say? What's the matter with
2: her? It was just a few minutes
1: ago. Harold, she's just tired. She's been overworked lately. Well, can't we do something for her? Well, I think the best thing would be for you to go home, and I'll get her to bed. She needs a good, long rest. I'll,
2: uh... I'll call her tomorrow. Yes,
1: do that. Tomorrow. Mm. Harold's leaving now. Then I'm going to put you to bed.
2: I'll call you in the morning, Tamara. Oh, of course. Of course, sure. Bye. Now, if you need anything, Irene... If if she needs... Uh, Yes, I'll let you know.
1: Okay, now, Tamara... We've got to get you upstairs and into bed. (sighs) Come on now. Now, come on, try and help. Oh, my goodness, you're dead weight, aren't you? Now, we're going to walk to the door tomorrow. Come on now. One foot. (sighs) The other foot. That's it. Just let me let me get the door. Now, oh. oh, how are you feeling tomorrow? I'm tired. tired. Of course yes. you're tired. You're worn out. Now going up the steps. Mm. One step. That's it. Now the next step. Uh, hard. Hard. Of course it's hard. And you want to know why? Because I have found that little bottle in back of the china in the pantry cupboard. Remember the little bottle tomorrow? With the white powder in it? Of course you remember it. The white powder you put in the tortellisée and the hazelnut roll and the allegretti cake. The Dayton almond chews. Well, there was some left, and I thought, why waste it? Oh, in, in the, the tea. You, you put it in, in the tea. That's what I did. I put the rest of the white powder in your tea. Now, Here's your nice, warm, comfy bed. Just lie down on it. Oh, there you go. (sighs) Now lie back. Put your little head on the pillow. And go to sleep. Don't be frightened tomorrow. Because I'm right here. Right by your side. And I'll stay here with you till the end till the very end and it won't hurt a bit
2: oh it looks like suicide Harold that's what the doctor says suicide <laughs> I can't believe it. Tamara had everything to live for. Well, one can't judge by
1: outward appearances, Harold. Who knows what goes on behind the
2: masks we wear? But everything was going to be so wonderful. World weary. That's what she was, Harold. World weary. But that was all going to change. She read it in the flames. She saw a woman in my future. She did?
1: Well, maybe she was afraid of losing your friendship and she couldn't bear the thought.
2: No, no, she described the woman. Slim, with dark hair, flashing dark eyes. And and I said, Tamara, that could be you. And what did she say? She said, it's possible, Harold. Anything is possible. And then you came in with the tea. Harold, what color is my hair? Why... You have dark hair, Irene.
1: And my eyes?
2: Dark? Yes, they're dark. Flashing? Mm, Kind of. So? So what, Irene? Oh, Harold. You... You mean... You and me? What do you think?
1: I don't know. Does the idea appeal to you? Kind of. I'd make you happy, Harold. I can play bridge.
2: I do like you, Irene. Only. Only what? I feel so. (sighs) strange. You know, us sitting down here talking about things like that. And all the time, upstairs. Tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow. She was a lovely person, Irene
1: A lovely person, yes But then So are you,
2: Harold And you, Irene You're a lovely person, too A really lovely person
0: What's going to happen to these lovely people, Harold and Irene? You don't know, do you? I certainly don't know And most crucial of all They don't know Oh, I hope they don't start running around trying madly to find out in advance. Better, much better, simply to take everything as it comes, a day at a time, and let the future take care of itself. It will anyway. I'll be back shortly. Don't you think? Not to know what's in store for you. Better still, not to let anyone predict it for you. Because fate plays crazy tricks on us all. If you don't know that, you don't know anything. And nobody can teach you. You'll have to learn it the hard way. Our cast included Kim Hunter, Russell Horton, and Joan Shea. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown.